So in Luke 11, now you know we're there on Wednesday also, and I didn't know this is where we would be today. And I really felt like, I said, now, when we was doing Wednesday, I, I would love to, to go back and, and look at verse 1 on Wednesday and, and lead all the way up to the statement that that certain woman said, but time won't allow, and I find myself here today. And I, I believe the Lord just desired to give us some insight on something. We want to end up here at Luke eleven thirteen. 13. I want to read that again. If you then, being evil, talking about just the nature of man, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, I, I want to say up front, there, there are people in here today, once you understand what the Lord is saying here in the Word of God, if you ask Him, God will honor His Word, and God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. It doesn't matter how young you may be or how old you may be. If you ask him, God will do it today. Well, 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 the spirit world don't like it already. And I will tell you that God will fill some people with the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. And if you need to be renewed in, in the Spirit of God, it's been a while since the Holy Ghost has spoken through you. It's been a while since you have spoke with other tongues. When you ask him today, God is going to renew you today in the Holy Ghost. Man, I feel God in the house. I'm not intimidated today that I have to come with something new, with some revelation, friend. The Word of God, it works. If you're hungry, God is going to manifest His Word in your life today. But not only that, there's going to be some of you, when you understand the Word of God, you're going to ask the Lord for some things. I feel God in his place. It's something when you have knowledge and you ask according to the word of God. God is not like man that he should lie. And whatever you ask God today, uh, God will do it. Oh, man, some of you don't believe it today. But just stay with me. There's no bagging up. There's no bagging up to the spirit world today. God's presence will be manifest in our midst today. And so we, we need to look and, and try to figure out in the word of God how or why 
did the Lord come to this conclusion and make this statement? And listen, sister, daughters, I have no problem. God wants to use her. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. She is one that God would use in prophecy. And you, not everybody have this liberty. You feel something, you don't let go. I mean, you don't hold on, you let it go. Ain't nobody going to mess with you anyway. Because when you pray, you bring down the power of heaven. Amen. Amen. We need our elders' voice in our midst. God is not done with you, sister daughters. Hallelujah. And so let's go back to verse 1 and, and let's look here at Luke 11 and verse 1. And now the, the Bible said, Now it came to pass. As he was praying in a certain place, I, I believe the place, I, I, I was too lazy to do the research, I, I believe the place may have been Gethsemane because it was common. <clears throat> That's the place where the Lord would, would get away sometime by himself and sometime with his disciples. <clears throat> he was praying in a certain place. And when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. First off, it's is, is not pinned in the Gospels where we'll see where John taught his disciples how to pray. It's obvious that he did, or else the disciple would not have made this statement, Lord, teach us how to pray. One thing was so powerful, if you think about it, is when he ceased from praying, they asked him. And so the Lord he also led by an example. He had no shame. He prayed and they watched him pray. He prayed and they heard the words that he prayed. And I feel like they was moved by the words of his prayer. Not only were they moved by the words of his prayer, Heaven moved because of his prayers. And so when, when he came out of this prayer and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, I, I want you to understand uh, what this word prayer means. But before we get there, I, I didn't write down all the scriptures. Jesus was a praying man. There's a lot of times it said that he went away from the evening into the mountains and he prayed all night. Jesus got away and he prayed. He was a praying man. And if you call yourself a child 
of God, then you must have a prayer life. You cannot be a child of God and do not have a prayer life. If you don't have a prayer life, then you're living a life where you're always struggling. You're always being defeated because you're not communicating with your creator. And somebody got to make up their mind. I will be like the Lord. I will have a prayer life. And so in, in, in reading this, because I, I had no Clue, God, what do you want me to, to minister? I, I, you know, I, I feel the reach for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the Lord has taken me on a different route to get there. Because it's something in, in Luke chapter 11, God, I feel like he revealed to me. And he's going to show it to you today. And so, the word pray means to worship. So they asked the question, Lord, teach us how to worship. Prayer has an element of worship. Prayer also means teach us how to bring a supplication. Or our petitions to God. Teach us, Lord, how to bring our needs unto the Lord. And so worship is simply this. Acknowledging, acknowledging God for who he is. And declaring to God what he has all Ready, done. Now, it seemed insignificant that this element would be in prayer, but it's there. And so they was really saying, Lord, teach us how to worship. Teach us how to acknowledge you. Teach us how to recognize who you are. Teach us how to have supplication, how to approach you, and how to bring uh, our knees unto the Lord. Uh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is a certain way to approach God Almighty. And so, when we talk about Jesus praying, again, a lot of times the Word of God says that he prayed. But it don't give us the words, Brother Tolliver. It don't let us know what he was saying in prayer. There is a few accounts where Jesus prayed and the words was pinned down. And I want you to watch a pattern in this prayer. And it's a pattern we will adopt when we talk about our individual prayer, we must adapt this pattern. I find myself, Sister Zimmerman, as you lead in corporate prayer, there are some things that I had to acknowledge in my prayer. And so I'm going to bring to you 
an account where Jesus prayed and the words that he said and the reason why he said it this way. Now remember, he's not going to teach them to pray in a way that he himself is not praying. Now I want you to understand this prayer is pre people being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But this prayer is still a way to approach God Almighty. I know what you're saying. Why are we talking about prayer on Sunday morning? Because God says so. I even felt we could have kept praying because it was here. And so here's the account. We're not going to go to this book, Luke chapter 22, verse 41 and 42. It's also the same account of this story. It's going to be in Matthew 26, verse 36 through verse 39. That is the one that we will look at. And it's also in the book of Mark, chapter 14, verse 32 through verse 36. But we're going to look at the account out of Matthew, Matthew chapter 26. Now, you understand from one writer to another, they're writing about the same thing. But one may have more details than other. Now, I want you to stay with me. If you start going to sleep, we're going to turn that AC up and freeze you. <clears throat> We're going to freeze you with your eyes closed. Somebody go, freeze me, Bishop, because I'm going to sleep. Matthew 26 and verse 36. Sister Madeline, she's going to read this, and I will be interrupting you here and there. Oh, okay. She's going to read by osmosis. <laughs> oh, no problem. Brother Mike didn't want her reading anyway, but our prayers prevail. <clears throat> All right. All right. Sorry. I'm just picking. <laughs> then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. Now he said, I, I'm going to go and pray over there. In other words, I, I'm going to worship and I'm going to bring supplication. I'm going to bring my need, my petition unto the Lord. Now watch this here. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed. And prayed, watch this here. Saying, saying, now here's a place where, where the words are pinned down, 
what the Lord is saying. So saying what, Sister Madeline? Oh, my father. And stop right here. Oh, my father. We're going to see a pattern. Now, I, I hear people pray and people say sometime, father. But do we really understand what's behind us saying, father? He's saying, oh, my father. He's starting out with worship. He's acknowledging God for who he is. Now, if you was here on Thursday night, Pastor R. Jackson talked about the everlasting Father. In other words, he is the originator. Everything originated from him. And so he's the original. He fathers create. Father calls things to exist. Father makes things come to be. And so the first thing he said, oh, my father, you're my creator. You're my originator. You're the one that generates everything. He acknowledged God for who he is. Not just his father, but he's my father. Somebody need to hear me. I don't want to get ahead of myself because we know the father by name and we'll talk about that later. He's going to show us a pattern. Oh, my father. That was his example. That's worship because right off the bat, he said, before I bring anything to you, I'm going to worship you for who you are because I know that you can do you can do all things. Oh, some of you don't believe it. Oh, my father, watch this here. If it is possible. He said, if it is possible, in, in another translation, it, it says this here. If it be thy will, if it's thy pleasure, if, if it's thy desire. Now, after he has worshiped, now he's bringing his supplication. He's bringing his need to God. And I want you to know the spirit and how he's bringing this need to God. If it be thy will, let's keep going. Let this cup pass from me. He said, man, this cup of suffering, you know, this pain I'm about to go through, the losing of my life. If it's possible, his supplication first, he acknowledged. If it's possible, if it's able, if, 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 if you will, he know God had the ability to do it. If it's possible, watch this here. Nevertheless, not as I will. But he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, not as I will, not as I desire, not as I please, not my pleasure. Nevertheless, not as I will. Watch this here. 
But as you will. But as you will, as you please, as your desire, as your will, as your decree, as your pleasure, he approached the Lord the right way. And that was prayer. There's a pattern. Now, I want you, this is interesting here. In Mark 14 and verse 36, we're not going to go there and read. What we just read was in uh, Matthew. In Luke, he said, oh, my father there. But in in, uh, Mark, he says, Abbot, father. Some of you thought you were thinking Abbot Costello and stuff. So he said, Abbot, father. So the word Abbot simply is another word for father in an Aramic language. When they used this word Abbot, it was mostly from infant children, and they would call their, their father Abbot because it's a sign of love and their intellectual confidence that they had in their father. It's like calling them daddy. And so notice what the Lord said. He said, Abbot, father. In other words, he said, father, father. He acknowledged him for who he was and said, I have love and confidence in you as my father. And and so there's a pattern I I want us to see before he began to teach them. Now, let's just go here a little farther. We're not going to read that. We're going to read something else. And I got to find what there's something else we're going to read here. Let's go to John 11. John 11 and verse 40. Now, now bear with me now. Stay with me because God's going to fill some people with the Holy Ghost. Because we're going to ask him the right way. We're going to approach God the right way. And God is not like man that he should lie. Whatever you ask him for today, if you ask him according to the word of God, according to the pattern, then God will respond to your need here in the house of the living God. I found myself praying with you, sisters. In my mind, I was saying, Father, Father Jesus. I acknowledge that everything comes from you, uh, that you are the creator, that you are the alpha and omega, that you are the beginning and the end. Uh, You are the first and the last, uh, and that there is no one like you. Uh, Father Jesus, uh, I know that you can. John 11, verse 40. Oh, I'm reading. Okay. So I have to repeat to myself. John 11, verse 40. Watch this here. 
Jesus said to her, and her was Martha, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Now, we don't have time to give the whole backstory on this. Lazarus had died. The Lord got there after he had been dead four days. And Martha, she was just lying. She was just coming, oh, Jesus. If you would have been here, my brother would have died. And Jesus go, oh, Martha, just don't worry about it. The, the, Lord, the Lord said, if you believe in me, even though they may be dead, they shall live again. Martha said, oh, oh I, I know he's going to live again. He's going to rise again in, in the resurrection at, at the end. And the Lord said, I am the resurrection and the life. All you have to do, Martha, is believe. I want to know if I have any believers in here. Because some of you are going to ask God for the impossible today. And God is going to do it. Martha didn't believe anything. She, she was just talking. She, she was a professional apostolic Pentecostal because some people have learned to say all the right things, have all the right motions, have all the right language, and don't believe a word that's coming out of their mouth. Somebody say amen. But I know my Redeemer lives. Oh, let me say it again. I know my Redeemer lives. So, you know, Mary ended up showing up and she cried the same thing, but the Lord responded to her. Finally, the Lord said, take me to the tomb. Take me to where Lazarus is at. And when he got there, Martha said, now, Lord, he's been dead four days. There's some people that just know everything. And by now, he just stink it. The Lord looked at her. He go. Somebody already filled in the words. What did you say? The Lord said, did not I say to you, if you would believe, you will see the glory of God? Verse 41, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Now watch this here. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, what? What did he say? Hey, it's not just a word. Before he said anything else, he worshiped him. He called him Father, Creator. Come on, somebody. The originator, the one that generated everything. He said, Father. 
He let him know there's no one like you. Without the Father, there would be nothing that's here today. Father, he worshiped. Worship is simply, let me say it again, acknowledging God for who he is. And I want the devil to know he's not just Jesus, but he's my father. Oh, you don't hear me. And my father can do anything. My father holds the world in his hand. My father is the giver of life. My father is the way maker. My father is a healer. Come on, somebody. My father is a deliverer. He is father. So before he done anything, he worshiped with that simple word. Because he knew what that word meant. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I don't have time to go back and look at that. That's when he signed both of those times. And I know that you always hear me. He's acknowledging. He said, you're father. And there's nothing that you don't know. There's nothing that escaped your ear. Every time I lift my voice, uh, I know you hear me. He's still worshiping him uh, as father. How many believe that today, that, that there's nothing that come off your lips that God don't hear? I want to say it again. How many believe that there's nothing that come off your lips that God does not hear? I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, I want to look at one more example before we go back to Luke 11 and how he began to teach them how to pray. Luke 23 and verse 32. I want you to notice the pattern. Mr. Mellon is going to help me out. On this. There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father. Oh, wait a minute. Then Jesus said, what? Father. Whenever he addressed God in prayer, in supplication, in bringing his petition unto the Lord, he always acknowledged him for who he was in worship. Now, why bring something to God and you don't recognize that God is able and that God is all-powerful and that God can do anything? Well, there's something going to change in us today when we approach the Lord. Uh, hey, Father Jesus, 
You say, Bishop, it don't make no difference. I, I'm going to show you in the word of God where it makes the difference. When he began to teach them how to pray. Watch this here. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. Only the father had the power and the authority to forgive them. And he acknowledged them as father. I was up here saying, you're my father. You're father. There's no one like you. There's no one compared to you. God, you're God and you're God all by yourself. I want the enemy to know money is not my father. Education is not my father. Come on, somebody. Everything I have is because of my father. Somebody say amen. All right. Now let's go back and look at this. We'll see how far we get. If it's one o'clock, I'll quit. <laughs> Some of you praying, Lord, please, please let the hand go forward. You ain't prayed your whole life and you're praying right now. <laughs> Luke 11 and verse 2. Watch this here. And so let me read verse 1 and verse 2 together. Then it came to pass as he was praying, he was praying. They heard him pray. They watched him pray. When he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Or teach us how to worship. Teach us how to bring supplication. Teach us how to bring our petition to you. As John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when ye pray, when ye worship, when you bring supplication, say, wait a minute, what are they going to say? Our Father. Whose Father? Whose Father again? He says, say, our Father, our originator, our creator, the one that causes things to exist, the one that, that, that spoke everything into existence, our Father, you're my Father. And without you, I can't live, I can't survive, I can't do anything. Our Father, watch this here who art in heaven. Now, this is the outline. It would expand from here, who art in heaven. In other words, you got to acknowledge that your father dwells in a place that's above mankind. Our father who art in heaven, you can't bring Jesus down to your level to the level of man. Our Father dwells in a dimension that we don't dwell in. Our Father, which are in heaven. You got to acknowledge where God is at. He's in a dimension that you and I cannot attain. What is he doing? He's teaching them how to pray. 
And so they're worshiping God. They call him our father. And they acknowledge that he dwells uh, in the atmosphere above the earth. Now watch this here. Hallowed be your name. In other words, he said, your name is to be made holy. We cannot casually use the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is pure. We got to consecrate that name in our mind mentally. And we regard and we treat that name with reverence and respect. He said, hallowed be thy name. It should never come out of the mouth of a Christian when you get upset and you just say, Jesus Christ. Friend, you better hallow that name. Because there is no name like the name of Jesus. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is no name like the name of Jesus. It is true. Demons tremble at that name. You don't hear me in the Holy Ghost. Today, sickness will flee at that name. Oh, you don't hear me. The Holy Ghost is going to come at that name. Oh, my God. Sins are washed away only by that name. Hallowed be thy name. And I know what some of you are saying. Uh, you, you can be seated. What, what time we got? Oh, I feel like I'm. Oh, <laughs> Somebody got happy. Oh, go ahead, quit. Just <laughs> watch this here. Hallowed be thy name. And the Lord, his apostles, they hallowed that name after that man was healed in Acts chapter 3. They threatened him, don't you preach in that name. Don't you teach in that name. Because at that name, things begin to happen. And we know Acts 4 and 12. Nor a neither is there salvation. There's no safety. There's no deliverance. There's no healing. There's no way to be rescued. There's no preservation. There is no salvation in any other name. There is no salvation. In any other name. You may be a Muslim, but Muhammad can't do nothing for you. Oh, I'm not even backing up. Oscar Malika, Oscar la bye bye. Muhammad can't do nothing for you. Buddha can't do nothing for you. Somebody better hear me in the Holy Ghost. And those that believe it's a triune God can't do nothing for you. 
Watch this here. Neither is there salvation in how many others? For there is how many others? No, no other name under what? And this is under heaven. Given among men. That name was given to us. Oh, my God. Given among men. Come on, somebody. Whereby, oh, you don't hear me. Uh, we must be saved. There is no other name. Hallowed be thy name. There's power in that name. There's deliverance in that name. There's healing in that name. How many is thankful about the name? Let's make the devil mad in this place today. Somebody just shout the name of Jesus. I feel God in this house. It's all right. Can we give God some glory in this place? You, you, you can be seated. Prophet Master is going to share something with you. And this is in order. 
I want you to listen. This is in order. I um, I dropped the ball this morning, Bishop's notes. Um, part of that was the Lord spoke to me standing over here. I didn't know what he was going to preach, but the Lord said standing over there, and I was wrestling with it all the way even to the time I was supposed to pray. The Lord said there was a Paul here today, and you need to heed the words. Our blindness is coming. And I was wrestling with that. And then to hear him get up and say what he said, and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and then what she's saying. So you are here today, and you need to cast away all that you think you know and be pliable today. Because if you are, you will leave here differently. But if not, he said, there is a Paul here today, and blindness is coming. And that blindness come to Paul. You can go read that story. But it was for his kingdom. Well, I think we're going to have to just, just deviate just a little bit and, and go with, with some things that are that's just coming to my mind. And I'll reach for those to receive the Holy Ghost in the second service. But that is powerful that there's no other name <laughs> under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And I, I want to bag this name up, friend. Your, your, your sins are only forgiven in the name. Let's go to Acts. If you got your Bibles, go with me. Acts chapter, well, let's not go to first. Let's go to Matthew, oh my God, 28 and 19. We, we might as well go there. I always pray, God, Father, whatever you want. I was wondering, Sister Vanessa, I said, this is a different one. I, I, I want to reach this here, but God said, I want you to go all the way back here. Now watch this here. Matthew 28, 19. Uh, so everybody can hear it. Let's, let's read that. Uh, if you turn there, Sister Medlin. Matter of fact, bag up to verse 18. And Jesus came. Matter of fact, bag up. To, to just right there, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. Now, how many was it? And, and so one of them, you know, had committed suicide. I want you to understand Jesus has already died. And he's already rose from the dead. So he's, he's here proving himself alive. Oh, man, scriptures are just running right now. To people after he has suffered on the cross. And so what he's doing, he's giving them his will, his desire, his, his decree what they must preach and teach before he is sent back 
up on high. And so he's meeting with the 11. And watch this here. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. What's the first thing they done? They worship. Let's keep going. Watch this here. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And what's that first word before authority? All. Now listen. If all authority was given to him, and there was more than one God, you got two other gods up there that has no power. And who's going to believe in a powerless God? Somebody say amen. amen. We might as well stay with the word. Don't get mad at me and walk out on God. I already sent your word. Stay with me. I'm not going to step out of the word of God. But the enemy don't want us to know who he is. Because when we say father and we don't know who the father is, then we don't know who we are worshiping. Man, I feel God. I know who the Father is. Hold your, hold your thought right there. Let me just say this real quick. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm walking. If I, if I walk through this door and, and I come in and the armor bearer is here and he go, Bishop, I'll respond to that. If my daughter said, Dad, I'll respond to that. If my wife was saying, It's even say handsome one. <laughs> I'll respond to that. If if Sister Hannah what 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 was 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 just just call me Pastor, I'll respond to all of those. All those different titles. But I'm one. Hey. Somebody say amen. Now, if you call me meatball head or something like that, oh, I'm going to respond. <laughs> but but, but I, I am one. And man trying to put God in a box that it's got to make logical sense. God is beyond your reasoning and beyond your thinking. And so this is the reason why we'll finish up this prayer next week. This is, this, this is the reason why the Lord said, I'm going to teach you how to pray. And, and, and when you say, Father, you're saying something. R remind me if I don't get this in here. We'll go to that John, I think, 14 and 7. But let's stay right here. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Watch this here. Watch this here. Go, therefore... And make disciples of all the nations. Uh, so of all the nations, who is he talking to? He talks to his disciples. So he's giving them a what? Commission, a, a commandment. He, he's telling them, this is what you're going to go and do. Go you therefore and make disciples of all nations. Watch this here. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. Uh, okay, you're going too fast for me up there. Oh, there you are. It's my glasses. It's still blurry. Uh, <laughs> baptizing them in the name of who? Now, you know, Sister Root called me. She, she said, Dad, so that means I'm her father. 
baptized in the name of the Father. Father is not a name. Father is a title. Watch this here. And what else? And of the Son. My mom can buzz my phone right away and get a hold of me. And I will respond. But Son is my title to my mother, but not my name. Somebody say amen. amen. And, uh, and uh, baptized in the name of the Son. Son has a name. Father has a name. Watch this here. And of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has a name. They may call me apostle, but apostle has a name. Apostle is a title. Man, you got a reason with me. He told them to go and do this. Let's go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Whoever it is in our midst, God loves you. This is not happening because God hates you. Because there's something in your heart that said, I, I got to know. And God said, I will interrupt the service on your behalf today to give you the truth of the word of God. So Acts 2, in verse 38, Sister Madeline, read that for me. Then Peter said to them, repent. Oh, man, that's a whole different story. Let's keep going. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy. But then he gave the commandment to go ye therefore, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. So the question is, did the apostles obey God or disobey God? The conclusion is that the word of God is truth when it's rightly divided. The truth is that they knew the name of the Father. They knew the name of the Son. And they knew the name of the Holy Ghost. And so they baptized in the name. And that name is Jesus. The only name given under heaven. Given to man whereby we must be saved. Am I in the word of the living God? Am I in the word of God? He was father when he created he was son when he was redeeming, but he's Holy Ghost in us. There's only one God. Yeah. Woo. You, 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 you can be seated. We're going to hit a couple more scriptures. I want you to stay with me because when you run out of here, you need to run out of here with the word. And in your private time, you go and look at the word, friend. You won't find anywhere in the word of God where the word Trinity is there. You won't find the word in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. It's not there. You better do your research. Man came out with that in the council of the sea in 325 A.D. But I'm not looking at what man says. I'm going to look at what the Word of God says. Oh, somebody say amen in the house of the living God. 
And so they baptized in Jesus' name because he is the Father, he is the Son, he is the Holy Ghost. It just depends. It depends on, on in, in what area she need me in. She need advice. I'm her pastor. She never need advice. <laughs> she need money. She know me as her husband. I'm really known as her husband. When God sent me out, when we went and we went as a group, I went out as an apostle. One person, but many rows. One God, but three manifestations. And one name. Let me say it again. One name. One name. Now let's let's go let's go hit this thing in Acts chapter nine. Let's talk about Paul. His name was Saul. That that was his uh, Hebrew name, and his Greek name is Paul. His slain name is uh, uh, homeboy. I don't, I don't know. Bear with me. I mean, hit this set of scripture and hit one more set of scripture. And so listen. Salvation is only in the name of Jesus. So I want you to hear me. If, if you have been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, he told them to obey it. And they went out and they baptized in the name. Not only Acts 2.38, Acts chapter 8, verse 16. Acts chapter 10 and verse 48, I believe. Acts chapter 19 and verse 5. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. I think I said Acts 19 and 5 also. Everywhere in the Bible, they baptize in Jesus' name. So you would have to say, if you say there's three gods, that the, that the apostles disobeyed the Lord when they baptized in the name. Or you got to come to the conclusion that they knew the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And let's go back to Acts 4 and 12. 4 and 12 when it says, there is no other name that brings salvation. And your sins are only washed away when you're baptized in the name. Man, God help me. Who shed his blood on the cross? Jesus. Jesus was the Lamb of God. And the only way to have that blood applied, you got to use the name. Here we go, Acts chapter 9. So much for me getting to the Holy Ghost today. If you're there, say amen. Now I want you to follow me. Sister Melon, you ready? All right, as T.D. Flex would say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Verse 1, watch this here. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now watch this here. Saul, 
he was schooled by the best. And he excelled ab above his peers. He knew from the Old Testament in his teachings that there was only one God. And so he had a problem with people worshiping this Jesus as God. That's why the Bible said they found any of this way, any of this belief, any of this persuasion, any of those that worship Jesus as God, he wasn't having that. He was zealous for his God. And so he got letters from the religious leaders to be able to bring them and put them in jail, and some he took their life. Enemy, I want you to know, I will die for this gospel. Because I know when I open my eyes, I'm going to be in the presence of God. So here he is thinking he's doing the will of God. God wasn't mad at him. He was just blind. Now watch this here. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus. Uh-huh. He was going to Damascus to mess with those Christians. Watch this here. And suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him. He heard a voice saying to him. Now where did the light come from? And so we, we just read when the Lord taught him how to pray, he said, our, our Father which art in what? Oh. And so that light came from. And so he knew it had to be God. So the light came from heaven. And, and what, what happened after the light? Then he heard. Um, then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, and he, and he heard a voice. So the light came from heaven. The voice came from heaven. Oh, my God. Watch this here. Saul, Saul. Oh, and God called him by name. Whoever you are, God didn't call you by name. But you know God called you out. You are a soul. And man, I feel the Holy Ghost. God has some great things for you. If you will yield not to tradition, not to what man's saying, but according to the word of God. He called him my name. He says, Saul, Saul, watch this here. Why are you persecuting me? He, he said, why are you persecuting me? So Saul thinking, wait a minute. Light. From heaven. Voice from heaven has to be God. And that one God, which is spirit, is saying, Why are you persecuting me? Saul so thinking, I'm not persecuting you. I'm persecuting these people that worship Jesus as God. Saying, so why, why are you persecuting me? Paul realized then he didn't know who God was. Look at the next question. I mean, the next scripture. <laughs> and he said, 
Who are you, Lord? Oh! Some people are afraid to laugh in church. But some of you, if you laugh, you won't go to sleep. Anyway, but uh, no. he said, who are you, Lord? How many lords do we have? And Saul was schooled by the Old Testament. There's no such thing as a three-God theory in the Old Testament. So when he said, who are you, Lord? He said, who are you, Jehovah? Who are you, God? Who are you, one spirit? And look at what the Lord said. Watch this here. Then the Lord said. Then who said? The Lord. How many lords do we have? And the Lord is who? Yeah, y'all ahead of me. <laughs> if I had candy, I'd give it to everybody. <laughs> so <that's, laughs> then the Lord said, the, the, the Lord, the, the one God, the one spirit. What did he say, Sister Mellon? I am Jesus. I am who? Jesus. He didn't say I was the second person in the Godhead. Because Colossians chapter 2, I believe, or chapter 3, 1 of verse 9, said the Godhead dwells in him bodily. Somebody say amen. Whoever's playing better come up in strong. He, he said, I am who? I am Jesus. He got a revelation that day. The one God he thought he was fighting for was the God that he was fighting against. But God loved him. Even though he committed murder, there was something in him uh, that was sincere trying to know uh, that true God. I am Jesus. Watch this here. Whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Yeah, he said you, you're kicking against something. And I don't have time to go back what he's kicking against because when he, when he was there and he gave consent to Stephen being stoned, Stephen broke the word down in Acts chapter 7. And that word stayed in his spirit. Uh, hear me in the Holy Ghost. Uh, the reason why you're here, God loves you. And the words that you have heard, you can't get away from it is still in your spirit. And every time you try to defend it, it hurts. You kick against tradition. It hurts. It hurts. But friend, you can stop the pain today and receive the word of the Lord. We're going to hit one more scripture. Now watch this here. It's amazing when, when I was you know, in the military, and, and you heard me say this before, when we train these dogs and we're trying to teach them, we try to use positive reinforcement. Uh, you know, I'm trying to use a method that, that Prophet Matthew uh, uh, don't use. Now I'm picking. <laughs> try to teach them re positive reinforcement. But every once in a while, the, the animal just, he, he just don't want to put his nose down there to see. And so we tighten up on the, uh, on the lease and pull that choke change, and we grab it. And I ain't asking him to seek at this time. I'm telling him to seek. And that dog is doing all this. Pow. Pow, pow, pow. 
And finally, the dog, you go, see, see, boy, he put his nose there, and he relieved the pain. All he had to do was just obey the commandment. All you got to do is just obey the word, friend. And matter of fact, I think you probably need to be baptized to just cut all of that old stuff off. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Last scripture. Let me show you. This is where people get caught up. And, and listen, I come out of the Trinitarian doctrine. My father was a pastor. My brother is now pastoring his church. And I was taught that there was three gods. When I was presented with truth, I, I battled a little bit. But it was in my secret time when I began to go over the scriptures and God revealed himself to me. And I remember jumping up out of that bed and nobody was there in the Republic of the Philippines. And I go, hey! Now, somebody would have responded back, I would have freaked out. <laughs> I go, hey! I got to get baptized in Jesus' name. It didn't matter what my mother or my father or my sisters or my brothers was doing. I had a choice. I had to submit myself to obey the word of God Almighty. And I can tell you, Jesus is the best thing. Come on, somebody. That ever happened to me. I know who he is. I need to quit. Let's go to John 14 and 7. You can go ahead and start strumming. I, I want to hit this part right here. If we had time, look, no one can deny the role that I have to fulfill sometime as apostle or as bishop. No one denying the role of the son. God fulfilled that role, but he was still God. I was going to get to some scriptures today about the Holy Ghost when the Lord said, I'm going to pray the Father. It's, 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 the, it's, it's the man, the, the human side he took from Mary. I'm going to pray to the spirit side. And he's going to give you another comforter. The word another is allow us in the Greek, A-L-L-O-S. It's not a totally different thing. It's, it's coming from the same source, but in a different form. He's going to give you another comforter, another helper. And this one will be with you forever. So he was telling them, I can't be with you forever. But what I'm going to pray and what the Father's going to send is going to be with you forever. He said, uh, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because they need to see him, they don't perceive him, and they don't know him. But he said, but you know him. They were, no, you have experienced him. 
you know him. And he said, he dwells with you. He will say, he dwelling with you and shall be in you. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. I won't leave you fatherless. I will come unto you. Jesus said in John 16 and 7, I think, it's a spirit. It's to your advantage that I go away. If I don't go away, the Holy Ghost can't come. But if I go, I'm going to send him or I'm going to send myself back in the form of the Spirit. It's only one God. We acknowledge the roles of that one God. The only way he can relate to us, he had to become us. John 14, 7, we're going to end on this. Uh, let's, let's look at verse 6. Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No, no one comes to the Father, the Creator, the Originator. <laughs> Pastor R. Jackson hit this. The, the, the one that generates everything. No one comes to the Father except through me. The problem is that people want to have a relationship with God without knowing who Jesus is. He's telling us, you can't know who God is except you come through me. He make his plain. Now, I, some people say, oh, that's two. Uno, dos. That's all I know. Uh, watch this here. Stay with me now. The Lord said, look, buddy, if you had known me, experienced me, understand me. He said, if you had known me, watch this here. You would have known my father also. And from now on, from this point on, you what? Know him and what have seen him. Why did he say that? Because Jesus trying to tell him, I am the father. Manifest, reveal, demonstrate, shown, made known in the flesh. But he's Philip, just like some other people, he was thinking, oh, this ain't good enough. So look at the next scripture. Philip said to him, Lord, <laughs> show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Man, the Lord is going to bring some smack down on him. Watch this here. Jesus said to him, oh, the Father, he's just kicking back in heaven in his lazy boy recliner with a glass of green tea because it's healthy. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen what? How many fathers do we have? 
Ah, so he's letting her know, when you see me, you have seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Because Jesus is the Father. I say we're going to stop on this. Just one more. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. And then we'll stop here. This is how God loves his creation. And I'm going to get to some of this stuff on Tuesday. What happened when she took the service on that Wednesday, God would just come in because he loves. Go back to some of the stuff you said. For whoever God will orchestrate. Oh, I got stuff planned out. But God decided to go in a different direction. And who? Was it her? Was it you? Who, who did God use? It was you. Y'all sounded alike. And she yielded to the Lord. God has his liberty in this place with some people. Oh, let's keep going. Watch this here. Not everyone who says to me, who's speaking? Now, this has not happened. This is going to happen. Not everyone says to me, what's this here? Oh, they letting them know. Oh, we know, we know who you are. Lord, Lord. How many lords do we have? One Lord, one faith, one. That's Ephesians 4 and 5. Lord, Lord, not everyone say, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Wait a minute. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, the will of God is God's desire, God's decree, God's purpose. Before a person build a deep relationship with God, the will of God is simply obeying God's word. Now watch this next scripture. Jesus saying, many will say to me in that day, wait a minute, say to who? To, to, who they going to stand before? If there's three gods, then two thrones are missing. And two chairs are missing. This tells us right here, there's only one God. And the one you're going to stand before is Jesus himself. It said, Read this. You read, Sister Melvin, right? I think you're supposed to be reading. Many will, many will have said to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Ooh, now look how they emphasize the name. Because they got there, it had to be by the Spirit, they got called away. And they looked, and they didn't see three thrones. They saw one. That's the biggest, you hear me, the biggest lie that the enemy has put on the religious world. And he don't mind those churches growing and drawing people because you're not worshiping the one true God. So they're going to say to him that day, uh, Lord, Lord, watch this here. Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. They done all of this in his name. 
Watch this here. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That's the absence of the law. He never knew them. That word knew is in an intimate way. In other words, they never came to the place that they knew who Jesus was. That's why the Lord said, you can't come to the Father except through me. And when you get to know who I am, you'll know that I am the Father. These people didn't make it. They learned how to operate in the gifts. But one thing happened, they didn't know who Jesus was was and friend we would declare I don't care how the religious world go I don't care what teleprograms they have I don't care what televangelists they have I don't care how big their crowd is friend there's only one true God and his name is Jesus let's stand all over the sanctuary so so here 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 is the thing. We know God spoke. And we don't, I, I don't need to know who that person is. You, you know who you are. And, and when we pray, you feel free to call the church. And you, you ask either, uh, it's going to be Sister uh, Franks or it's going to be Sister Morales. You ask to speak to one of us, myself, or Pastor R. Jackson, or anybody else that's, that's on the staff. And we can meet in private. But I'm telling you, I would be wrong not to say it. If God brought you here, you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. Look and see what Paul done. Acts 22 and verse 16. He was baptized in Jesus' name. And he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because 1 Corinthians 14, I think around verse 18, he said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than ye all. He got the fullness of the truth. Friend, for God to go out of his way to disrupt the service, to speak to you, you mean something to God Almighty. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. And let me say it again. I was in that situation. I wanted to be like my dad. I remember running after church when we was, before he was pastoring. And I always wanted to get in the car with him and Go where he was going. But I, I wanted to hang with him. I know he probably looked up and said, oh, I can't get away from this boy. But God moved me all the way from the United States where I would not have the accessibility just to pick up the phone and call my dad when I was presented with truth. Because whatever my dad would have told me, I would have done without doing my research. 
God loved me enough to send me all the way overseas where I was isolated and I had to make a decision. And so you can get a hold of us and we'll sit with you. No one's going to condemn you. Look at what happened to Saul. He was Paul. He's the greatest apostle. Wrote 14 books, sir. Whoever you are, God has great things for you. But you cannot achieve them. You cannot do it without knowing who he is and having his name attached to you. We're getting ready to pray. Myself and Pastor R. Jackson, we seen something. It just popped up on YouTube. I told her about it. We, we, we have people, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this. People in our, in our, in our movement, we see something, and it, it's a tragedy, what they're doing to reach people in the compromise. They're drawing people. They're drawing them. But they're, they're, they're not drawing them to truth. They're compromising to get the crowd, to get the pat on the back of men. And I'm telling you, they're going to answer to this. And, 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 and from, and from and we, we promote these people. That's a flat-out shame. We're looking at that's a crime shame. But you won't find that in here because I have to give account for everything that I minister in this place. And if I really love souls, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Who would have thought I would be pastoring, pastoring a multi-culture church when people say that you can't do it? Who would have thought about the churches overseas that this church is instrumental who would have thought about, I mean, some of the stuff that Pastor Guerrero is doing in Mexico and, and, and what, what Trina's going to be doing in, in South America and Venezuela, we go in the churches that are attached to us in the one. Who, who would have thought? But God couldn't release none of that until I embraced the truth. And so you got ministry, whoever you are. But there's others in here that you're a part. And so you already have the truth. But when we pray, it has to be a complete yielding to God and saying, God, use me however you desire to use me. But when we pray, even though I didn't finish, we're going to start out and we're going to say Father. And we're going to call Father by his name. Father, Jesus. I hear people say, Father God. I, God has a name. Father Jesus, we're going to acknowledge him for who he is. And whatever needs you need to bring to the Lord, you begin to give that need to the Lord. And if you're here, and I didn't get to it, but if you never received the Holy Ghost and you want to receive it today, all you got to do is just say, Father, Jesus, the words say that if I ask for the Holy Ghost, that you would give it to me. 
And uh, we have people that are coming around you in wisdom that are pray with you. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost in a way you know it. The evidence is speaking in other tongues. But prior to anything, before we pray, let's just close our eyes and have a time of repentance. Just asking God to cleanse us, to forgive us of all the sins we ever committed. God, I ask that you forgive me. Cleanse me, God, of, of all the sins that I committed. Sins that I'm aware of. Sins that I'm not aware of, God. Things that I may have done, God, that not at the forefront of my mind. Cleanse me, Lord. Make me, make me whole. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when you begin to bring your knees to the Lord, the first thing you're going to do is worship Him. And you're going to worship Him. Father, Creator, Originator, the source of all things, Father Jesus, I lift you up on high. And from there, begin to give him your needs. And if you want the Holy Ghost, ask him. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Let's stretch our hands all over the place. Let's lift our voice and reach out to him. Whatever needs you have, just bring it to the Lord. Paul, reach out to him, spiritual Paul. There's no shame for God loves you, for God to take time to expound his word. I feel the Holy Ghost. You don't even know what God is about to do in your life. Come on, spiritual Paul. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. And anybody else, whatever need that you have, all you got to do is ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. God in this place I feel God in this place some people you just need to open up and let it go some you need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost in this place hallelujah hallelujah spiritual Paul I, I'm quite sure I know who you are and if I don't hear from you I'm going to contact you and know I'm doing it in love man we got to fulfill God's will God needs you for his kingdom God needs you. You hear me? God needs you. You're wondering why things are stagnant and you can only go so far. It's because God wants you to have truth. Ooh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish. Keep, keep, keep praising and worshiping Him and praying. But I'm going to finish in the second service the next, next week. 
and God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, if you know anybody that need it, bring them, bring them, bring them, and God is going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. Everyone that's hungry for it, God's going to do it. Just a few more moments. That's it. That's it. Your eyes closed. Just lift your hands. Just lift your voice. It's just you and God. It's just you and God. Just you and the Lord. Nobody's going to hurt you. It's just you and God. Hallelujah. Ah, Hallelujah. 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 My God. Just a few more moments and we're getting ready to transition. Still feel God. I'm just just waiting for it to lift. If you need healing in your body, ask Him. Ask Him. Ask Him. Let's just close our eyes and lift our hands and thank God for what he has done in our midst. I'm telling you, you may not see it, but God has stirred some hearts.
Hallelujah. You want prayer? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have given my word this day, and it is surely established, and it will not change. I say, go and see for yourself, and I will show you who I am. I say, this word will go with you, and when you read my word, I will show Thank God for that word. Thank you, handmaiden, for yielding to the Lord. Once again, God is letting you know he loves you. Thank God he sent the word all the way to the Philippines for me. Not only was I born again, I came back with a wife and two children. <laughs> a partridge and a pear tree. God's going to heal. She has an enlarged heart, and um, the doctors want her to come. There's some things that, that they want to do, but I believe the word that was ministered today. Yes, sir. The Lord said, if we ask him, there is no father like our heavenly father. Yes. And so some of the ladies, come on, Sister Vanessa, some of the ladies, come on. And, and what's, what's going to happen, we're going to pray, but we're going to give God glory first. We're just going to say, Father Jesus, acknowledge him before we even bring this petition to him that he's able to do it. This is not crazy stuff. This is the word of God. All right, I want you to come and stand here. She's going to stand in the stead of her aunt, and it seemed impossible what she just described to, to Prophet Massey. But God's word is true. He said, we ask. And her aunt is going to know. It's because she came up, she stood in her place, and she got prayer. And first, we worship God, and we put God where it's supposed to be. God's going to take care of both of this. This is just the beginning of what God is about to do. Thank you, Lord. 
<laughs> you know, we didn't get a chance to do any training before you're leaving here. Brother and Sister Benz, come on. Y'all going to help us pray because you're going to be doing this. Now, come on, come on out here. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. The enemy don't want stuff to get started here. Not to spread. God's going to do it. She's going to testify. And she's going to testify if her aunt don't come and testify. Now, I want you ladies to come and get a little close. And I want you to lay, lay hands. I don't want you to do the massage or anything like that, but to lay hands. All right. Stretch your hands this way, church. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I'm asking that your healing virtue would flow on this body and flow on this body that's standing in, in the stead of our aunt. And I'm asking God right now that you take care of that heart. And Lord God, that you take care of the situation in that womb, oh God, that you restore and make whole. God, we give you the glory. Because you've given us your name to pray in. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. And thank you, Sister Aradundo. It's your hands God said he was going to use. Your hands God going to use. Some hands God's going to use. Oh, my. It's all right to thank God ahead of time. It's done in Jesus' name. It is done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to transition. But boy, I got the spiritual gift to gab this morning. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, churches have got away from this. This is the old path. And they're building programs and stuff to make people feel good, to make them feel inclusive before, because of a lack of move of God's spirit. But I'm telling you, you bring them. You can begin to bring them this month, and God will heal them. I'm telling you, God will feel them, and God is going to watch them. God bless you. Thank you for being here. The second service started at 12.15. I don't know what time it is.